Well, here it is, week four, the Sports Pulse. Here it is, Devin Ashby, Dan Cousin. How you doing this week, brother? What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, doing good. I can't complain. We're going into another week of uh, COVID-19, so it's been kind of quiet. But this week, um, actually today, that while like right before we did this show, um, the WNBA draft was tonight. So I don't know if you caught any of it, but some of the notable draft picks, Sabrina Ionescu, who was like the all-time leading scorer in men's and women's history for Oregon. Um, she was drafted number one overall, like everybody expected. Uh, so that that was cool to see. And then, um, let me yeah, see. Yeah, I didn't catch up the NBA draft. I'm not going to lie. Um, I wasn't uh, aware. I know that they, that they were pushing the dates around. Right. You know, everything changes by the minute. But, yeah, so uh, were, there, were there any uh, issues with the draft? Uh, it was done virtually, I'd imagine. Yeah, it was done virtually. That was kind of the one funny thing is that the interviews were a little, um, because it's doing through Zoom and some people were on their phones, the interviews were, like, the, the timing was off. So, like, they would be asking a question and then it would be, like, a long pause in between oh, yeah. answers because, you know, like, like the same thing on the news. It's like, oh, you, you the couple seconds off with the time. So, it you, made you see some, any of the horse uh, competition? They had some WNBA uh, talent going against uh, NBA players, current and past. Um, I checked in a little bit, but it just wasn't worth watching. Like, at yeah. one point I was watching this, like, why is this on TV? Yeah, they had a lot of connection issues for the for the um, horse competition, like because um, you know, like some players were playing outdoors and some were inside, and and just it was just kind of laggy connection. Mm-hmm. Like I even saw on Twitter one guy showed like it was like, almost like an old Nokia flip phone like footage, like it was pixelated of a guy dancing. It was right. like <laughs> that's what it looked like. How bad the uh, connection was, but I, you know, I, I thought it was cool that they did it. I thought it was because the NBA was kicking that idea around for a little bit. And then I guess it's kind of because they, th- well, they wanted to do it for All Star Weekend at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like they had their chance, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, a lot of I don't know if a lot of people really watched it, but I, I thought it was a good idea, a good concept. Yeah, she. But um, it, it made for some funny reactions too because there was a girl Ruthie Hebert mm-hmm. who was drafted and the thing was so late that it showed her reaction and it was like she didn't even care and that's what it looked like at first <laughs> like there was no reaction at all from her or her family so it just made a funny tv moment <laughs> live tv everyone <laughs> it's like yeah she's a top 10 pick and she just got this stone cold look on her face <laughs> but then it showed it later like oh she did react but it that just that was that was like one of the funny things of like the zoom era that we're kind of sort of in but yeah, um sure. I don't know if you watched her a lot of her, but Kayla Jones, who went to Maryland, she got drafted by the Connecticut Sun. Oh, nice, nice. So, yeah, Maryland's been pumping out some talent. Yeah, uh, so WNBA. She was one of the latest, so yeah, she's um, going to Connecticut, so she's gonna be right up the highway essentially. So yeah. that 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 was cool to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I only saw the first half of it, so that that I mean, those were just some of the things that. I picked up from that, but like the WNBA is going in a good direction. I mean, hopefully COVID-19 doesn't derail that because, you know, obviously it's right in the thick of the summer when they would start their season. Yeah. And uh, the Mystics, I think, didn't they trade their, uh, 
they're uh, what do they do? Um, Christy they got, Tolliver. Yeah, yeah, they trade, but they traded to get um, the the twelve pick, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Oh no, no, no! Yeah, they traded for Tina Charles, I think. Was yeah, for Tina That's Charles, who was um over at New York Liberty for for a long time. Yeah, New York had a boatload of picks. They picked like a whole starting five and reserves. Mm-hmm. They had like six or seven picks in this draft. Yeah, the Mystics are really they. They seem like you know they have Deladon still, and um, they've re-signed a bunch of players. That, you know they might have another chance at making a run. I think. Yeah, and this this is going to be the first new year kind of under the new CBA for the WNBA because like so they like a fifty three percent increase in like revenue, so they get more money now. Um, oh, okay, cool. And you saw that happen with like all the trades. This was like one of their busier off seasons. Yeah, in terms yeah. of like movement, so it was kind of interesting to see because it made me think about the fact that, like, for example, the money is a big thing because you know in WNBA, obviously they don't make as much as the men and they don't get like the TV revenue that the men do. So a lot of them are forced to do things like play overseas, like even during their off season. So like when it was a big thing for the Mystics, they won a championship and they still haven't had a parade because they couldn't have one because everybody had to go overseas and they were going to move it to like this summer but now it doesn't even look like we can do that yeah <laughs> so yeah everything like... seems to be pushed back and that was kind of dicey too because um you know when the pandemic started everyone was kind of like well we have a lot of players uh overseas and right. this was and you know the WNBA commissioner was kind of like well what do we do with this because you know we're not really sure yeah we can push the date back or like you know, we could do it virtually, but we still have players that will be coming back home from overseas. Will you know? Will that you know be a, a case for con- a cause for concern? And you know, they had uh, you know Trump had the um, you know the travel ban and all that th- and all that stuff was going on. So uh, luckily, the draft went out uh, went on without a hitch, from what I hear. So so that's good. And actually, they had a player who announced during the draft that like her whole family tested positive. So that was. Mm-hmm. That was crazy too. That that this was like the first time this had come out. They, yeah. They, yeah. Even though they're all back home and healthy now, though, so that's good. Yeah, I mean, um, I wonder, um, I wonder how the ratings are doing for uh, WNBA. I remember at one point they did a study, and they said, uh, uh, middle middle aged white men dominated. I think the um, the the category for or a demographic for people that actually uh, attend games and for ratings. And I thought yeah. that was pretty crazy. I thought that was a weird, a weird not not for for women, like actually middle aged white men. Yeah, because usually <laughs> it was, like, it was just a random stat, you know, like right. Because that same demographic is kind of funny. They they're some of the main people that didn't like like female announcers, for example. Right. But like they love the the women's game, which is yeah. Cool. It was just strange because you, you would know. think it would, it would be you know like like if I were a woman, you know, I would probably be like, oh yeah, hell yeah, I'm gonna do you know, I'm gonna watch WNBA. This is my team. Right. And, but you don't, but you don't see that as much. But then again, I guess over the years, sports is is more. Um, I don't know. It, it's it's more of a, a common thing. To I don't think a lot of women openly said they watch sports even though maybe they did or maybe they didn't i don't know but now it seems like it's more of a, a com- more commonplace for women to have a team that they root for and you know it's 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 not just like oh you know you right know, boys will be boys watching sports all the time it's like they they want to watch it as well so yeah at least from like a general sports, consensus like the, standpoint the male ones as well which is 
yeah. cool, like you know. So and it and it's and I've seen a lot more men are watching the women's game too. Like women's college basketball obviously is really popular. Yeah, yeah, it's and, fun to watch and cover too. Like I covered a lot of Mystics games and there you know, there a lot of the ones I went to went down to the wire and you know, the, I mean, you know, it wasn't a packed house, but I mean the energy was definitely there. Right. But um yeah, that's that's what that is. And then also the cool thing about the WNBA draft is they started off with um, Gigi Bryant um, and her two teammates who were killed in the plane crash earlier this year. Right, right. They became honorary draft picks. Oh, wow. So oh, they, nice. they did something for them. And their families gave um, speeches for on their behalf, like, oh, thank you. You know, and Vanessa Bryant as well. She, she did her. Hers was like really super emotional, as you would expect. Right, right. So that that was um that was nice to see that they got honorary picks. Oh yeah, for sure. And um but yeah, uh to keep it in basketball, so I'm pretty sure by now everybody knows this Sunday is part one of this ten part documentary about Oh yeah. The Michael Jordan Bulls. Yeah, I'm looking so. forward to that. I I saw um this morning um they're talking, kind of promoting it, and, and, and they talked to Michael. And, you know, um, I think even Michael said something like, "People are going to hate me after this," because I guess they really go deep yeah. into you know what kind of what, what drives him and, and how he you know you know how he was around his teammates. So I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, I'm I'm all I was always I think everyone loved the the Bulls at least when I was growing up. You know, like I I, I always rock with the the bullets and wizards but mm-hmm. like the bulls were always that team you're like you always watch the game when it was on you know with, with michael there and scotty yeah kind of like for us this generation with lebron it's the same thing so it's oh, like yeah my thing it was funny, it was though. different though i feel like it, but i do it's like it's not all hype like like jordan whenever he had the ball was like he was like more than an athlete you know like it was just like right. just the idea of of him, you know, like just just bringing the ball up the court because he did so many firsts and so many things that you never seen before, and I think that's what sets him apart. Not saying he's a better athlete than LeBron, but yeah, like uh, I mean, there's you know, he like, was just psychotic almost. Like, yeah, but the, think of all the play, you know, the the the, the behind the you know the the behind the, the hoop, you know, layup, and he he's done the switching the, the, the switching his hands mid air. Yeah, yeah, and just uh, dunking from the uh, free throw line and uh, dunking on McKembe. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like taking man. free throws with his you know eyes closed. You know, it's just like all kinds I mean, of stuff. So many stories. I mean, you know, talking so much trash. I mean, like, like I think Reggie Miller said once, um, it was a preseason game and and he dropped like ten on him in the first quarter and he was just like. He's. I think he said something to him because you know Reggie talks, and he was. Yeah. He said something to, to Michael, and Michael looked over to Phil Jackson. He's like, "Keep me in," and of course Phil's like, "Whatever, okay." And I think he dropped like sixty in a preseason, in a pre-season game, game. Yeah. just to, just to let him know, you know, like like Jordan never. He always got the last laugh. It was just. just and then the even it was. it was some story I remember here where he ruined somebody's career effectively because he like scored a bunch on him and then the dude never recovered from it mentally or something yeah yeah, yeah i remember hearing about that like yeah, I, there's a lot of crazy it's stories always crazy stuff all pretty much did. true i mean if they're i mean they might and it's funny because i don't i don't think um you know they kind of build them up but most of them are are accurate so. 
And then one of the craziest stories of all for me was the 95 Dream Team, when they went up against Croatia and one of this good Tony Kukoc, who they were going to, they oh, favored that, him yeah, as yeah. a young dude. They favored him over Scotty Pippen. So Scotty and Michael were like, <laughs> all right, let's humble this young man. And man, he said, he, he, what do you say? He said, he's like, he's like, I, I, I could have, he's like, if they would have let me, I would have guarded him from the bench. <laughs> right. Like they didn't want him to get the ball. Like, and they rattled dude. Like it was <laughs> stories like that. Like, yeah, they it just, we're going to get to see all of that. Cause they even have like, they got, film that people have never seen before they're talking they're promoting this thing huge and yeah. and they it pushed cool. it up too because it wasn't supposed to come out this early until june yeah but yeah. i guess i don't know if they caved in the public pressure or if they just finished before they expected to but i think or content. maybe a mix they're probably both. running out of con i mean because what what was it five, was it how many parts is it 10 10 jeez so you're figuring i wonder how long each part will be i wonder if it's an hour long I didn't an hour, anywhere from an hour to two. If it's starting at nine, I feel like it's going to be over by eleven. Yeah, for sure. Because if you throw you throw in the commercials, because everybody's going to want to advertise on this. Yeah, because <laughs> it ain't I mean, nothing else to throw behind. There's going to be a lot of uh, appearances for sure. You know, like celebrities and and just you know different yeah, even, athletes talking about you know the whole just not just Jordan, but just the whole Bulls experience during the '90s. You and know, I want to I want to see them. I wonder how much they're going to dedicate to his business side of things because you know obviously Jordan Michael Jordan's business empire is like one of the oh, hallmarks yeah. of like everybody loves him on the court but I mean like the the Air Jordans the retro ones I mean this man has spent the last twenty years changing well, yeah. the landscape of kicks and shoes just as much as he changed the landscape of basketball. So, well, and and not to get too personal, but you know. I think his first wife pretty much took half of everything he had. I think his, oh wow, you know when they got when they got divorced, he he, I mean he could, I mean he could have had even more money, and this is when everything came. He was one of the first athletes to really brand himself, where right. it's kind of like, hey, you know, Air Jordan, like you said, everything that I touch just turns to gold. Mm-hmm. Doing movies, and I don't think he gets a lot of credit for that, honestly. Um, well, the know, shoes, yeah. Yeah, for the, the shoes, same suit for like I think 10 years. I think he did a a great you know other than like maybe like Bo Jackson he did a great job of just marketing Branding himself it. and just saying hey you know I'm you know yeah I'm an athlete but if everyone loves me so much why am I not you know uh, you know why not buy you know myself you know like I'm gonna sell myself I'm gonna right. give my product out to the masses and and you know I think. He did. A, he did a lot of things. I remember he did something like Michael Jackson, where they did a thing where it's like MJ and MJ basically, where they did this little skit and they're they're dancing and, and he was he was trying to play ba- uh, Mike, Michael Jackson trying to play basketball and it was like, but he did a lot to for 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 his brand. Space and, Jam, of course. Yeah, Space Jam was huge. You know, um, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've watched Space Jam. Jeez, right. It's weird watching it now, though, because like when you're a kid, it was like the best movie you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then the it's stuff still good. It's still it. good, but it's just like, like man, I like I forgot about it. just. It, it makes me feel old because I'm looking at them like, is that Muggsy Bowes? Like, right. Is that I'm Sean like Bradley? Oh my goodness. Charles Barkley, like <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Ewan, like all right. these people that I wasn't old enough to watch. And then I like see him on the movies and stuff. Larry Bird was in there, I think. Yeah, everyone was in there. Everybody was in there. And then, of course, this man's brand was so crazy that even when he went and played minor league baseball, which people barely watched the majors. Yeah. And you you were selling out minor league games because everybody just wanted to see Mike. Right. And and he wasn't even that good. But 
it was yeah, just, oh, I, mean, I think he only hit maybe 200 or sub 200, but yeah, you know, I, you like said, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he wasn't very, he wasn't very good at baseball, but I guess like you kind of liken it to like, you know, Tim Tebow, like wanted to play baseball. So he played and sometimes it's not about being the greatest at something. I think it's just, he wanted to do it and that's what made him happy. And right. I mean, he was doing it for his father more than anything, I think. So and then, yeah, that too, he was doing it for his dad. You know, and so, you know, that's why a lot of people just kind of were like, all right, you know, <laughs> and then I let him go through it, get, get through it. And but Scotty yeah. took, you know, he he was he was killing it when, you know, he was playing baseball for that year. But what's yeah, crazy he, is when Jordan came up, back. Man. Yeah. When he came back after that, he was and he came back and we're in 45. He was there was another story where um, I forget who said it. I, I don't know if they were playing the Knicks. It could have been Starks. I don't know. Someone with a big mouth. I don't. But they were basically saying like, "Oh yeah, that's uh, that's not the same Jordan." You know, he's wearing the forty-five, and I, and he dropped like you know probably like forty or fifty 50. points. And yeah. then I think he went back to twenty-three, and he's like, "Nah, you know, I'm still Jordan." So right. he'd all this thing about Michael. He always just found a way to just just motivate you know, himself. Yeah, and it, you know he didn't do everything like. I've heard so many stories about his personal life, and I can't wait to watch it so I can kind of see. Hopefully, they'll kind of. I hope they show the good and the bad because I hate watching documentaries where you're just like, "Oh, he was great," and this, that, and the other. In I mean, a ten-part documentary, problem, and, 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 yeah, there was a running with Charmillionaire once that was pretty graphic, <laughs> and his father getting killed. Like, I mean, I wonder yeah, how much they're going into. So much. I mean, think about think That's about how many years parts. he's been the limelight. You know. Yeah, if, it, if it's ten parts long, they better go into everything. Like, I don't oh, want to yeah. see ten parts of, like, the same three or four years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, like, well, the, when they did the O.J. Simpson 30 for 30, I liked it, but there was parts where it was, like, really long. Like, I felt like they could have cut that. I, th- I forget how many parts that was. Well, that one was I, only five. And it was five. Yeah, I just felt like yeah. they could have cut a couple out of it. I was like, man, this is, like, really long. Like... <laughs> That like, one is actually one of my favorites. Though, I just did, because... No, I loved it. I thought it was great, but there's a it, there's a couple episodes where it was just kind of like, all right, like you can kind of cut that down a little bit. <laughs> same so with the, the, the my perspective. The the Michael Vick one was kind of sort of the same. It, it was it was yeah. it was like one or two. It was videos. all right. I didn't mind it. I mean, I I, I love the thirty for thirties. So I can't think of one that I just couldn't stand. You know. Well, actually, there if there was if there was one I couldn't stand, it would probably be. Dang, I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, now that you think, um, probably one of the earlier ones. But it, it, I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of it. But I, I like because I'm drawing a blank. I've seen pretty. I think I've seen every one of them, but I can't really pick one out from the. You know, I like I know you the uh, you Detroit really Pistons like one a lot. I really love that one. The Bad Boys one that was really good. I thought. Yeah, that one was good. Um, I, I like, know you said yeah. the War Eagle one wasn't your favorite. No, I just I just thought it was it was kind of dated because I think who was a quarterback for Alabama it was like it was a McElroy at the time. Yeah, it was McElroy and the Carson Tinker at long snapper. And there's this one, and they're talking to him like he was because a lot of people thought he was going to be really good too, and I never thought he was going to be an NFL guy. And they're talking it's like, oh, now he's like, I thought my, he said he made a line like I thought my career was already cemented, talking about before the Al, uh, before the Auburn game. And I'm like, dude, like, <laughs> you you weren't even. I mean, he was. You, you went. You came. He back was a system guy to me, like, and he was. I mean, like, he was. A, didn't he come in for? Um, didn't was with the Jets, and he came in, yeah. and he he leapfrogged uh, Tebow, I think. <laughs> yeah, there was like the one year that was really bad, and like Sanchez was awful, and and 
Tebow, like you said, got leapfrogged. They had Tebow playing like fullback. And yeah, fullback and like H-back, all that weird Wildcat stuff. quarterback, yeah. and they, they put McElroy in. But he, he won, won the a game. game. He won yeah. the game. But like you said, and that was the last time team. he played, I think. Yeah. And he so, didn't yeah, do anything it, in the game it was just dating because there's a few I don't know there's a few players on there I'm like man what happened to you <laughs> like, right. like I haven't seen you in a long time like what happened the only That's Alabama meant, quarterback like, the only Alabama quarterback that I thought would be good and wasn't was AJ McCarron I really thought he could have done some things in the league but that was when I was young and yeah dumb. yeah McCarron is he was you know and I still it's weird he's one of those guys that just like you you see him throw still and it's kind of like man why aren't you Better, well, better. Like, <laughs> like, like. You know, like uh, growing up, I remember. You know, Jeff George when he played for the Redskins, he was near the end of his career. But like, he could throw like a beautiful ball. But it was just like, why are you throwing it to the other team? <laughs> like, like the you, man had a cannon. You, throw, you got a gun. Like, what? Be better. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> the modern day Jeff George was Jay Cutler. Yeah, like. Jay Cutler was the same way. A, yeah, that's a perfect analysis. Yeah. Jay Cutler was the exact same way. This man could throw out of the back of the – he was Pat Mahomes before Pat Mahomes <laughs> as far as arm strength is concerned. Yeah, like that yeah. man could throw out the stadium if he wanted to, but he always found the wrong jersey. He didn't really care. Like he was he was lazy. Like there, he wasn't a good leader. Like there were always things that would come out about him. It just goes to show you, though, just like that's, that's – you can have all the talent in the world – and, and being, you know, in the league, and it just doesn't yeah, matter if you don't put sure. it together. And it's like motivation too. Like you remember the whole thing when, when Cutler was on the sidelines, and they said he looked like he wasn't hurt, and he wasn't, you know, like, and they made a big deal about it, and he was on the yeah. treadmill or the whatever the elliptical, and and he just was out. Of, but yeah, that that you know, bring all that around to say that is you know talent. I can't remember how we got to that, but like yeah. Oh no! About just how McElroy said that he he thought his career was already was cemented at Alabama, and I'm like, I mean, dude, like you're a system guy. Like I did, I never thought much. I didn't think much of uh, um, Mr. Sanchez, you know, like right. Sanchez. Yeah, I, I just I, I I thought he was just kind of like another guy in a good system, you know. Like, and I thank God every day that the Redskins didn't draft him. <laughs> yeah. Well, they you know, ended up putting him on the team Blaine for some Gabbard. odd reason. I don't know why. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, that, that, remember Alex Smith got hurt and, like, somebody else got hurt. Like, no, I'm just, was, I'm just I'm being kind of facetious. It's just kind of weird to me kind of how, you know, yeah, I thought still that, there were better free agents. I thought there were better than, than Mark Sanchez. There were. There was one in particular, but, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah Sanchez, <laughs> and Sanchez proved in his time here why I'm glad we didn't draft him. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed this, but um, Urban Meyer, he was uh, on a radio show, and they were kind of talking about Joe Burrow in comparison to Dwayne Haskins because, of course, Burrow transferred from uh, Ohio State to LSU mainly because he didn't win the job over Haskins. And and Urban Meyer loves him some Dwayne Haskins, and he was like, oh, you know, he's throwing a lot of shade, a lot of shade at Burrow, kind of like, well, you know, oh, he's a hard worker and this that, and the other, but Haskins is the best quarterback I've ever had at Ohio State, which I thought was crazy. But well, that Urban's <laughs> had. He didn't say yeah, it ever. True, true. But <laughs> my thing is, it's like he was throwing a lot of shade at Burrow. I wonder what kind of what happened in between. What happened before you know he transferred? But um, it's like, why would you even compare the two? I mean, like Burroughs have he had a like a crazy season. I know that like Haskins had like fifty touchdowns. Well, they know, both. If if we're gonna be real, they both only had one incredible season. 
true. That's what I'm saying. But it's like, but he was. It was almost like he was just like, yeah. But Haskins is so much better. Like, like if you oh, just go back off, the, I can't go verbatim for what was said. But he was throwing a lot of shade at Burrow, kind of like I don't know if it was kind of ugly when he went left, but yeah, um, it's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> Cause yeah, when you you had JT and Haskins, oh, there I like right. atop, I on top of uh, Burrow. I know he went to like the Saints, and then I don't know what happened to him after he that. He was still there. Oh, is he? Well, yeah, I, don't I mean, know about now, but he no, was. I don't know. But like, yeah, I just I just always liked him in, in the situation he was in. You know, when um, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Braxton, uh, Braxton Miller, Miller got hurt, and he was just kind of thrown in there. You know? And he, and, and then, then he, he got, got hurt. hurt. And then you got Cardell coming in, Cardell Jones, and yeah. so that was a crazy year, man. Jeez, like, and then winning yeah. thing like <laughs> that was that, and that, and yeah. That, so you think about it, Urban in a short time had at least three or four different quarterbacks that played for him at once because you had JT, you had Cardell back and forth with JT, then you had Dwayne Haskins for a full season. So as a pure passing quarterback. Yes, I think Dwayne Haskins might have been the best one that Urban has had at Ohio State. Yeah, but yeah, I mean that really yeah, like for him. Said, yeah, yeah I was, guess I guess I guess he that would be. He didn't say like his wild, whole coaching though. career, you know. But even so, I mean, he might be. I don't know. Even, even at Florida, because even so, at Florida, he never really got to coach Cam Newton. Right, and he had Chris <laughs> Leak for a while, and he wasn't you know anything yeah. that crazy, you know. Tim Tebow was probably the best college quarterback. Right. I mean, as a college, but as like a pure passer, he was he was going no. off of. Then it's like, oh no, it's still Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, that that was a little. But speaking of the draft, speaking of the draft, so the draft is next week. Everybody at this point expects Joe Burrow to go number one, and for the most part, aside from a few people, everybody expects Chase Young to come back home and play mm-hmm. for the Redskins. So it's like though the top two are pretty much stacked, but then everything under them is yeah, up it's in the crazy. Air. It's crazy because at one point Tua was kind of there were murmurs that he was in the conversation at two, and I'm like, please don't, please don't. Yeah, that's like what I'm that, that makes no sense. It, it would it would be a traditional like late '90s Snyder move if that happened. Like you know, oh, we need to we need to build this team with just one main guy. You know, it's just like Tua. Look, he's hurt. He, I mean, Tua made a comment where he was like, look, you know, I, I don't play, like, water polo or, or badminton. He's like, I get hurt, you know, like, it's football. And right. I get that, but from a business perspective, you take Chase Young. Even if you really love Tua, like, you got a guy you got at 15. Come on now, just just run it. And run ironically, it Dan Snyder is the only thing keeping them from drafting Tua because he mm-hmm. actually wants Haskins. Right, unless Riverboat has more pull, you know, because there's a lot of loud talk over there right. right now with, with and this is the thing and i said it in, in the redskins rant podcast uh it's like rivera is kind of you know you can be the big you know big bad wolf or whatever and tell people this is what i'm gonna do and we're gonna be disciplined but when those losses start stacking what yeah, are you gonna you, do then right and you're talking about a five-year plan well traditionally there's not many five-year coach <laughs> fifth-year coaches you know, in totality for the last 20 years, where you had a guy that was there for at least five years, where it's not the wheels are falling off by the fifth year, you know what I mean? And yeah, Jay Gruden was the closest one. He didn't even make it all the way through the fifth year. And that was only because of outside scrutiny. I mean, the media had a game about it. First, it was a quarterback carousel game, 
And then it was the whole deal with, oh, you can't even keep coach. No wonder you're losing. And it, like I said, it was a game inside a game. Mm-hmm. And then I think he heard the outside noise, and, and, and Bruce Allen did as well. It's like, all right, all right, well, let's just keep him. You know, right. <laughs> like Shanahan was a little different. But think about this: the Redskins had Kyle Shanahan, and they didn't. You know, who could have? Sean McVay. Right, and Sean McVay. You had two, basically, head coaches. One, you know, NFL, you know, coach of the year, mm-hmm. and you did. You had the wrong guys in the wrong positions. Yeah, I and mean they're great thing. where they're at as OC, but like at some point you need to be inside and be like, you know, this guy's young, he knows what he's doing. Let's see what he can do. Maybe put him in these programs, get him up to speed, and then when we make that move, we just transition him in. We the Redskins have never done that, right? For for and ever. Yeah, and then the coaches themselves didn't even like it because, like you saw, Shanahan when he came back with the Niners this year, and they were interviewing him during the week, like, oh. And he threw some shade. He was like, they were like, oh, well, what, right. was your, what was the thing you loved the most about when you were here? And he was like coaching with my dad. Well, what didn't you like? Everything else. <laughs> that was, yeah. that was um, an eye-opener. I, for me, and this is a personal thing, I think he's a, a great talent as an OC. And he's, and a, again, he, he went to the Super Bowl. And, you know, people are going to say I'm crazy for it. But I think he's a little overrated. Yeah. And I think his play call is a little um, – it's a little cute at times, yeah. but at it's the same time, he's extremely talented. And if you have him in your organization, you like the Washington Redskins, you find a way to make sure that he calls a place and he stays there. If you got to yep. pay the guy, pay the guy. You know what I mean? Like, and they didn't do it. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we can't harp over the past at this point. Yeah. But, um, but two, as for Chase Young, I think it's a no-brainer. I think you have to go with, with the kid. And if, if, if I'm a GM in that position – uh, I don't want to not pick him, if you know what I'm saying. Like, that's a right. bad move. That's something that people are going to look at and it's going to historically be like, ooh, did, you didn't pick – oh, so you didn't pick Chase Young? And where, what's your record now? Like, yeah, that's that's definitely going to be um, – you're going to hit the firing line on that on that decision if you don't, you know, get him. And like especially you said, if he lands in, Especially if he lands in the division because the Giants are right behind you. So, like, right. if you don't pick him and then they do, and then you got to play him twice a year, right. <laughs> that, the media will – you think it's bad now? Yeah, it would, it would be a train wreck if 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 they don't pick Chase Young. Like He's this, it's a good. He fits a need. They're moving back to the four three, and they need a guy on the edge to put his uh, you know his, his fingers in the dirt. You know, and that's that's what you, you need. You need a, an edge rusher. The Redskins have been searching for an edge rusher since the loss of Brian Arakpo. Right. And by the way, they took that. They depleted that from from the Redskins when they moved to a three four and had him running in circles. You know, in the secondary, because Covering that's people. not yeah. that is not a strong suit. And I don't know if you remember this, but there are a lot of Redskins fans that called him a bust. And I was just like, I how? Remember that. Oh, yeah, it was a thing in, in, in a lot of threads. And I'm like, how, Sway? Because, like, this guy was literally pro bowler. And the next, if it wasn't the next year, it was a, fo- it was a year after where he was a Every pro bowler for the, ti- the Titans. At yeah, a 4-3. Wonder- you know? Oh, you're talking about Arakpo. I thought you were talking about Kerry. No, Brian Arakpo. Oh, no, yeah, I do remember yeah, people yeah. saying he was a bust. Never mind. I'll take yeah. that back. Yep. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, I thought that was pretty crazy. And then, of yeah, course, he went wild. to Tennessee, and he just went back to what he was doing, you know? I feel he like would always have anywhere from, like, seven, eight, nine, sometimes ten sacks a year. Like, this dude, the only thing with him was the last few years, which is probably why he ended up getting let go, is because he kept getting hurt. 
yeah. that was his only. Oh you know, yeah, he did get hurt a lot. But if you have two, but if you have a guy just a, as an edge rusher, I mean, LT made a career out of it. Right. You don't have to get sacks as an edge rusher if you if you pressure the quarterback and you you make him think just that split second, you know, too early. I feel like our secondary is solid enough to to be able to make some plays. So yeah, him I mean, and Kerrigan used goal. to just harass people. Like, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're comparing him to. I've heard Joey uh, Bosa and I've I've heard Khalil Mack. It could be he could be better than better than Khalil Mack, which I thought was like crazy. But even I though mean, people didn't think Khalil Mack was, I mean. Yeah, because Buffalo, he went to no Buffalo. One knew who he was. Yeah, nobody was yeah. checking for him. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's besides crazy, it's like after the fact, like looking at him now, and it's it's crazy to consider like he might be as good to. And again, these are all projections or right. better than than Khalil Mack is just insane. So yeah. why wouldn't you even even just even if you're wrong about him, all these picks, draft picks would be any. I mean, like Joe Burrow could be Achilles Smith. You know, like we don't know Ryan Leaf. He could be anybody. Like we, <laughs> right, right. I mean, and it's very possible. What's going to happen? It's not even. It could be just the, the system. You know, he yeah. is going to the Bengals. Who knows what could happen? That's what I'm saying. Like that's why I'm scared to death for him because he is a wild card all the way. Because like we said, just like Dwayne Haskins, which is kind of ironic, he's only had one good season. But I don't see anybody doubting him for the most right. part. Right. Right. But he, the same as Dwayne Haskins, he's coming in with just one season under his belt. And that's but, happening more often than 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 not. If you've noticed over the past few years, like it's almost like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Like right. you draft a kid at one year, and then you're like, man, he's not progressing. Well, I mean, he just came out of college. You right. know, like he doesn't have, he's not seasoned. Like you know, like you knew what you're getting. The only thing with Burrow, he had one incredible season, but he had two seasons as a starter. But even still. Like you said, he's he's still fresh. Like he hasn't had a lot of time. So if he and then and then on top of everything, he's going to the Bengals, right? <laughs> so but like still he, like like it just and it's all situational. Like yeah, you're the yeah. Bengals, you're on the clock. You need a quarterback. Andy Dalton's obviously not the answer. You got to do head coach. What are you going to do? You're not going to pick Chase Young. You're not going to pick Simmons. You're not going to. You're just going to go with the surefire. Like of course, Joe Burrow. And right. he's and, you know he's got the juice right now. So exactly. it's just like you got to go with them. Yeah, it just makes the it's just like with the Cardinals last year. Like all the signs at at some point you knew like they're going to draft Kyler, even if they don't say it. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah, but I think it. I, you know, I don't think they'll be that bad next year. Though the Bengals, I think I think they'll they'll, they'll go five hundred. I think they'll be okay. Uh, I don't know about in that division. Green's back, and their defense is still pretty decent. Um, in that division, though, I don't know. I, I don't think there'll be a laugh fest. I mean, I'm not Nostradamus, but I, I mean, like I said, I think I wouldn't be shocked if they went eight and eight, or actually they have the extra game. But let's just say that they went 500. You know, yeah, I, yeah. it won't be a laugh fest. I don't think if they go 500, they'll go one and four in their division. Yeah, <laughs> because that division is well, I, I'd have to look at their schedule, of course, but you know, and see you know if there's any you know cupcakes on there, but. Yeah, but I don't yeah know. that's what I'm saying. And who they, knows? They, you know, he might be really, really good. You know, like no, or, it's not even, even that. I don't even think he's not that good. good. I think that he still has two solid running backs, and the, and the line's okay. You know, so I think they could be. I think they. I don't think it will be as bad. Um, and Andy Dalton, they gave him the keys to the organization, and he has done nothing with it. Well, and he, I liked him when he started out. I thought he yeah, was, I was all right. Say. He went to the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they just never could, you know, crack the break yeah. the, through the door, you know. Like, and then the one year they almost did, but you know, Vontaze Burflick threw all that away. Yeah, 
<laughs> but, I will say with Burfitt, I feel like once you're kind of, and this kind of goes for Sue as well, once you are almost labeled as that guy, like that dirty player, I don't think that ever leaves you. I think there's a lot of times when I kind of yeah, like, like it's like last year. Yeah, like like you ever been you ever been in in school like when you're a kid like elementary school and you're trying to help out another kid with his you know classwork or something and the teacher's like you know scolding you like hey you can't be talking I told you that you know you have to focus on the the schoolwork oh I'm just showing him this math problem and then you get in trouble you know right. it's just like no yeah. I was helping him out so I feel like that's like Burfitt like he's yeah, trying to Burfitt do the right is. thing sometimes it's like no no I know about you you're always getting in trouble. So you're de facto in trouble now. Yeah, you you're know? expelled, which right, is what right. happened in last year. Right. There's a lot of times where I'm just like, mm. like, like in the beginning, it's like, oh yeah, you do dirty stuff. But near the end, for both of those players, I was kind of like, yeah, I think they're they're really looking at you every play. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a target on your back at this yeah, point. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Now moving on, we got in college. Um, it's some interesting developments that took place this week mainly in college basketball. So one of the top prospects in 2021, Jalen Green, he um, he became the latest guy to bypass college and go for, in his case, he went to the G league. So he chose Mm to sign with a G league team for like half a million dollars instead of going to any of the top colleges. And it's like, this is big. It's big time for him because he's a number. He's a top prospect. Like you, you saw it. It's starting to happen a lot more the last few years. Because like we saw it with the Mellow Ball, mm-hmm. and he went. He went first to Lithuania, then he went out to Australia. Right. Instead of going to UCLA, you saw it with R.J. Hampton, who also did the same thing, went out to Australia, and it worked out for the both of them. So it's like it's probably not going to happen in football, but like college basketball, this is something that I think they're going to start taking note of because all, all these top prospects are bypassing them and going to all these other things because like, you know, you can make money, you can develop your talent, but more importantly, you can make money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, the G league, that's, that's, um, you know, that was big. Like usually overseas is one thing, but you passing Duke to go to, the G League, that's that's something serious. Yeah, it's 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 really it's dicey though because you you think of like a lot of people think about like <laughs> the G League as like it's just like kind of like oh these are scrubs they can't make it in the NBA but the reality is everyone in any way shape or form in the NBA is a pro and can make mm-hmm. anyone look like a fool on the court <laughs> and most people so it's like you know you're gonna be playing against grown men right and. A lot of these guys in G League, they, they have some guys that have been there for a while, and, and they, got they might some guys not make it out. Like, remember Diamond Stone yep. from Maryland? Like, yep. he could he couldn't survive in the G League. Like, they when he was the Clippers, they gave him some time, just be like, I gotta give you minutes, but he couldn't survive in the G League. So it happens. You look at uh, look at um, uh, Mellow Tremble. He's yep. you know he he had to go overseas and he tried to fight through the G League. I mean, it's a beast, man. And overseas, it's just as—it's as people yeah. kind of frown on overseas ball, but like, it's crazy, man. Like, it's—it's it's life out there. Like, you have to survive because right. everyone's ex- exceptionally good. And for the men, though, it's certain overseas places. Like when the mellow went to Lithuania, like that just—that was not gonna like Lithuania that that place he went it was a small league nobody the coach didn't even speak English like right right and he's like what are you doing 
But like when he went to Australia, that was a, a real legit league that he was going to. Or like the ones who go like Jimmy Fredette's over in China, right. lighting the place up. You know, right. China's serious. The the FIBA league in Spain and in, in Europe, like you know they, like you said, they really play. Like you got some guys who come like Kristaps Porzingis was playing overseas. You know, the dude Dragon Bender for Phoenix. Um, I think Emmanuel Moutier might have came mm-hmm. from overseas. Frank Nidalinka. N- like the it's it's some big like you said it's some big names like this is not gonna be a cakewalk, but it, it's yeah. still something serious to see that I mean, it's the I mean you could argue the same with college I mean although it's a bunch of eighteen and nineteen year olds but like these are elite prospects in college too. Well, and and when you play overseas, it's it's a different aspect too because depending on because there's basketball leagues all over the world. It's like all some people think like the is. NBA is like the. It's the end all be all, but no, like there's people that stay in the leagues that they're at, whether it's in, you know, there's leagues in Brazil, there's leagues in England, there's leagues, you know, there's a Puerto Rican league, which is in the U S so like, you know, and a lot of these guys are like Kings, like, like they're almost like, you know, like you're a hero wherever you're at and you get paid well. Whereas if you went to the NBA, you might not even play. And that's not because you're not good. It's just like this is just the reality of there's only five spots, starting spots on a roster on every team. Yeah, Jimmer um, had to learn that the hard way. Yeah, and and another thing about playing overseas is that you have if depending on the team and depending on the size of the league, you might not have a lot of chance to play because it's a money thing. A lot of these leagues they, they struggle to survive. And the teams right. they go through. So so these owners aren't like, oh, hey, LaMelo. Yeah, it's like you have to put out quickly and, and you have to show things. that you can bring in fans. Right. So because um, people don't know you. They, you think just because you're coming over from America that like everybody's going to know who you are. And that's not always the case either. Yeah. Especially I mean, in the smaller even countries. Even Nick Nurse played it, uh, in, in uh, basketball in England. I mean, you know, he was a champion in I think English Cup when he played. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that played, you know, international ball but it's people there's a weird perception about in america like you have to play for the in the nba like it's crazy the only sport that's the case in is football football is the only one that doesn't have any other leagues like basketball baseball soccer especially uh tennis like any other sports you could think of like the nba is not or the whatever professional north american league is not the end all be all and even for football, I mean, you got the Canadian League, but it still doesn't touch the NFL. But, right. like, football is the only sport that kind of the NCAA has got a nice little grip on because that really is it for them. Like, the football players, you can't do nothing else. Right. But, like, if it for basketball, I mean, you got this one-and-done era already, and then you throw that on top of this, you wonder, like, is this going to be a continuing trend? Like, the, I mean, depending on how – I mean, obviously, it's a copycat thing. So it's not going to work for everybody, but there are right. going to be a lot of people who are going to do it thinking it will. It's just, I think, you know, I, I, I'm not against it by any means. I mean, live your life, do what you need to do for yourself, your family, whatever. But, like, um, the G League is no joke. I mean, like, right. I think you need to really know, like, internally, like, you know, this is the deal. This is what we're trying to do. I heard that they're trying to, you know, they've seen your tape. They're going to try to get you more minutes. And if you do well... You're going to find yourself in rotation within a year or maybe a year and a half, you know, but sometimes sometimes those talks happen and talk is cheap. So right. um, you could be playing lights out in the G League and still not play depending on your situation. So hopefully, you know, hopefully it works out for him, you know, but 
And then they also have the guys who rotate back and forth and they hold roster spots for them. So, like, the ones right. who get called up and then it's like, well, this week we don't need you. So they send them back down. And so, like, you, you could find yourself between a rock and a hard place in that situation. So depending on where Jalen Green ends up, it's going to determine a lot. Yeah. I mean, you can always go to school at any point in your life, but you can't always play in the NBA. And that's one of the things that I always kind of say when people are like, oh, but he needs to go to school or she needs to go to school. They can go whenever they want. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a personal thing. And, you know, and I think that's what really it's, it's their choice. So. Uh, and in his case, I think the DG league is saying they're going to pay for his education. If he decides to go back to. Yeah. I mean, it's a perfect situation if that's the case. Right. Um, and he's still young and, you know, like, and he can learn, you know, as long as they allow him to learn the ropes while he's there and make mistakes early, I think it's going to be a good thing for him. And they're, there's a bunch of shoe sneaker deal people who are throwing money at him too. Yeah, that's happening more now too. You know, like you're yeah. seeing you're seeing like kids that aren't even in college. Like, hey, you know, you don't have to worry about the rules of NCAA. <laughs> like we right. we can get you a shoe deal. We can get you at these appearances. You can sign a few autographs. It's all Gucci. Like it doesn't matter. Right. So it's gonna be and plus he it, it it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to see what people do because. Yeah, like you said, it's it's, it's no game out here. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's real in these streets. <laughs> it really is. But that overseas stuff, I found, like, the more stuff, like you said, that I found interesting for the women's game, they usually make more money overseas. Like, yeah, I, don't know if you, I um, found that out uh, this summer, yeah. I mean, like, doing a story. Um, I, did, I did a piece for the Washington Former, and, yeah. um, and I, was, I was going back, and I was like, wow, you know, this, this is kind of a really, uh, it's it's, advantageous uh, advantageous for them to do to actually go overseas because it, it just makes a lot of sense i mean they do make more money and they have more exposure which is kind of crazy to think about but it, it's how it is and i don't know if you um have the 30 for 30 podcast but they did want like the podcast story that they did um they did a story about i forgot which women's players exactly but they played for this russian like crime boss Mm-hmm. Who he owned a team in Russia, and they play, and they were making really good money for him. But then they found out about his stuff, and he ended up getting like executed, essentially. Like he was shot uh-huh. in his, he was like shot in his car, and like basically killed. And then they were thinking about canceling the season, but then they played the whole season out. And they essentially asked him at the end, they're like, "Well, would you have played for him before?" had you known all this stuff about him? And then they couldn't even say that they wouldn't because it's like the way they were treated there versus when they were in the WNBA was so much of a contrast that, like, it's crazy that they would, like, they couldn't honestly say, no, I wouldn't. Oh, wow. That's how serious it is. Yeah, I mean, that's (laughs) the world we live in, unfortunately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they, um... That that was. I'm gonna go read that one again because that one. <laughs> but yeah, I think. I mean, that's all I have for this week. I don't know if you saw anything. Else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a good show. Um, definitely. Uh, if you haven't listened to our podcast, just uh, make sure you check out the uh, sportspulse.com. Um, uh, you'll also see a few other podcasts. There's a Redskins rant that I do each week. Devin and I, of course, were on here on uh, your sports fix. And um, we're going to add some more content a- as we go. Um, but, yeah, Devin, um, once again, man, thanks for, uh, for uh, j- 
chiming in here talking about I'm I'm excited about the uh the Bulls uh, documentary, just thinking about it now as we close this out. <laughs> right. Really looking forward to that. But um just yeah, in I case mean, you haven't seen it, um they dropped like five minutes of it online to like a sneak peek in case you haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to check that out. But yeah. Uh, yeah um yeah man thanks devin and uh for everyone uh thanks for tuning in again and uh we'll uh